This episode of the Kill by Kill podcast is brought to you in part by Scream. Own the all-new Scream movie on 4K Ultra HD and Blu-ray today. It's starring Nev Campbell, David Arquette, and Courtney Cox. Scream is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Own it today and get killer bonus content, including interviews with the cast, deleted scenes, and much, much more. It's directed by Matt Batanelli Open and Tyler Gillette. Now, you all know how much we at Kill by Kill love this flick and we and paramount just want to share more scream with you so email us at killbykillpod at gmail.com that's killbykillpod at gmail.com with scream and the subject line for your chance to get a free blu-ray copy of this film on us don't wait because these copies are going to go fast scream is rated r and from paramount pictures and now the body count continues Big Wig's death is just the beginning of the jokes that we can make at his expense. And as always, there's only one person I trust to make sure that she wanders into a police station with a radio that could be turned into a time bomb. So when I need it later, I've got one. The one, the only, Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? I'm so excited that we're finally getting to Alligator. <laughs> I'm glad that it's available for people to see on top of everything else. Like a, a genuine masterpiece. It is. I, watching it again last night, it's just such a breezy, fun fucking watch for people to, like, if you haven't seen it, get yourself a copy. It is well worth your time and attention. It's 90 minutes. It's fun. It's funny. And it moves by at a breeze, and you get to meet a sweet boy we like to call Ramon. Ramon! (laughs) The song we love to sing. But of course, uh, I don't want to scare you, Gina, because we are not alone. That's right. We have a special guest slithering out of Florida into our podcast. Actually, she's not in Florida, but she's a returning champion to the Kill by Kill podcast. The one, the only, Megan Sunday. How are you doing, Megan? I am doing well, and I just want you both to know that you're both my number one boy. (laughs) (laughs) Scales and all. And I am actually from Florida, so. Oh, there you go. (laughs) There it works. (laughs) That's how well I know someone I talk to at least five (laughs) times a week, so great. Have Have you ever been to a gator farm, Megan? No, I have been canoeing and herd gators and thought, huh, this is a situation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did go to one when I was working 
recruiting people in Orlando for Universal Studios Japan. Uh, it it made a it made a mark. Uh, <laughs> I don't forget it, and I've never had a desire to go back. Not even once. The, the, the closest I have come to a gator farm is someone I knew was going on a trip to Florida. And I said, if you go to a gator farm, send, bring me a souvenir. And they, and they did, they brought me a tiny plastic gator and a little wooden crate. I still, I still have it. I think I've had it for about 20 years. Not a real gator, just not a know, real gator, a fun baby for fun, but an incredible simulation. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a pet gator. No, I see. Okay. Mm. Uh, Megan, what was the first thing? Because you love aquatic monsters. That's I do. Out, that's an open secret. It is. So what, it is. when did you first encounter this motion picture? I first saw this movie, I was probably, I want to say like 11 or 12. I just, I and all I remembered of it for years was the swimming pool scene. Mm-hmm. And sure. I wasn't yep. sure, you know, which movie that came from. And then finally one day I, you know, saw it again on probably YouTube. And I went, oh my God, it's this movie. <laughs> Ah, there it is. <laughs> there it is in all its glory. Uh, yeah, the swimming pool scene definitely uh, makes an impression. Gina, what about you? You know, I don't even remember when I first saw it. I must have. I must have caught it on cable. And, and yeah, that swimming pool scene is burned into my oh. brain forever. Yeah, I, it's just it is remarkably well photographed. It's one of those magic tricks. I, I think we'll end up referencing Jaws a bunch, but. Um, while I would never compare the director of this film directly to Steven Spielberg, I will say that that scene emphasizes the best use of cinematic language because when the kid goes in and the camera zooms down to the overhead shot of Ramon, you know, you are, your head is doing the math. Mm-hmm. Then you see the kid swimming from left to right and just this, Already open mouth Ramon. It doesn't have to move. It just moves in the kid's direction and then blood. That's all you need. Your mind fills all the gaps. And it's once again, <laughs> it just, if you're going to rip off Jaws, do it John Sayles style. The man knows how to rip off well. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like with the, uh, in comparison to Jaws, like the, uh, like Alex Kintner's death where, you know, the, we've, we've probably all seen at this point, the, um, the lost shot of, of him in, in the shark's mouth. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and it's horrifying, yes. but, but, but at the same time, it, it's, it actually is much scarier the way they left it. Yeah. Right. Because you've yes. got that like blood explosion. <laughs> it's like, it's like, Oh God, what artery did that, 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 that you know, just went on that kid. <laughs> He's a water balloon of blood. Mm-hmm. The only explanation, the Kittner kid <laughs> has uh, extra gallons of blood in his calves. I don't know where. He was starting but... to prune and he was full of blood. <laughs> <laughs> so much blood. Just snapped him in such a way that fountains pop upwards. Um, yes. It's like, it's like uh, the way, it's like the way Stephen King describes someone bleeding. Just, yes. you know, the blood jets out of his neck or something. You know? <laughs> Bursts from his eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time I saw Alligator was during my blockbuster days. And I just remember finding it so funny. And, but it's also, it's not like it's played as a comedy. It's just 
an animal attacks drama that happens to have jokes in it. It has it has a running. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an it's the only animal attack movie I know of in which there is a running gag uh, uh, about the the uh, the hero's male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> He's very sensitive about it. He is. He doesn't want you to poke at it. He doesn't want you to look at it too he, hard. He doesn't want you to comment on his comb over. <laughs> and and yet everyone else has a lot to say about it. But it remains in perfect condition even after he's had sex. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's just the the majesty that is Robert Forrester, who mm-hmm. I have to say, like, it, it. this is a weird turning point in his career because I, I think they had, he was like a Hollywood sexy young thang for a little while. And coming into this, like, he's in great fucking shape. And if, the, and if this had been any other era, probably Forrester would have pulled the Bruce Willis, which is to just shave down. And just allow your face to continue to be that good and your body to continue to look that good. Then he decided hair plugs are the way to go. And so he knew it would look weird because he was halfway through the hair plug process here. And so he he says to the director, uh, he goes, I think we should, other people should comment on it. Because otherwise it'll it'll just be too weird and it'll take the audience out of it. This way, at least it's a punchline. And uh, I think it works to, uh, to all the advantage because now you're not looking at this guy as, oh, who is this golden god who is taken on this uh, assignment to uh, kill an alligator? It's more like, who's this schlub? You know, why is he eating beans out of the can in his apartment? <laughs> His apartment where even though he's like 40 years old, he has a lot of posters without frames on his wall. <laughs> it's a look. It's a feel. Um, I, I've, I've said once before, there, there was a time I had an apartment where I could afford a bed, but my furniture, and namely where I stored my clothes, uh, I had drawers that were made of cardboard, that were folded <laughs> cardboard. So you basically have like Animal Crossing furniture? Uh, (laughs) Yes. Yeah. That's not that far away from it. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, it didn't bring all of the girls to the yard. Let's put it that way. What if you told him you were a cop who was on the, on the trail of a uh, of a killer alligator? Do you think that would have worked? (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) If anyone were to believe me, then yes. So let's get right into alligator. And of course uh, we start, um, in Florida, where all great gator <laughs> films start, there, there's a sequence at the alligator farm where a guy uh, is trying to wrestle a gator, ends up getting chomped in the leg, blood flies everywhere. He's dragged out. And then what appears to be an extra who's dressed as Chuck from Friday the 13th 3D, the headband, the poof of hair, the tiny glasses, the whole schmear. <laughs> I, I think the funniest part about the scene, the, a, a little girl is so entranced by this that she is compelled to want to buy a pet gator. Yeah. <laughs> I just, anyone who can cause that much damage, I've got to bring home. <laughs> which, is a little, which is a little like watching like, you know, you know, a pit bull take off someone's fingers and be like, I want to get a puppy now. 
<laughs> I want one of those. Well, you know, once he gets big, she'll just give it to a zoo or something. Or something. Or something. What is the or something for for Marissa? Uh, we will find out uh, later on. Um, she brings it back to Missouri town. And previous, it's not Chicago. But the movie takes place in Chicago. It does not. The only reason everyone thinks it takes place in Chicago was when Lionsgate released this on DVD. They stated on the back of the cover the, in Chicago. But all the cops, the mayor's car, they all have Missouri plates. This takes place in Missouri. Weird. <laughs> I agree. I, it's it's hypnosis. It's one piece of information that sounds like it makes perfect sense, but you never see Chicago in the background. So no one makes St. any Louis? reference to Chicago. Are you and telling me that Wikipedia lied? I'm, I'm. Wikipedia passed on faulty information that they learned from the DVD publisher of this oh film. God. I just always assumed it was parts of Chicago I wasn't familiar with. But the nice thing about seeing it in fucking 4K is you know that it takes place in Missouri. I was too busy staring in, at his chest. I know. Well, thank thank goodness, thank goodness. I uh, I uh, refrain from going on that alligator, going on that that personally led alligator tour when I went to Chicago because <laughs> I would have been lost. Not to mention the fact that the entirety of the film is pretty much. Los Angeles. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that like leads to the confusion. <laughs> and because not all the cars have their plates changed over to Missouri and that California blue and yellow is pretty hard to hide. There's a lot of people with pools. <laughs> I think, I think that I thought it was Chicago too, presumably Thank because you. that's what I, you know, was led to believe by these yeah. fucking liars. Lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could, but it, it did occur to me. It's like, that's a, that's a long way for Ramon to go. Yes, yes. He just makes it a few states over into, but they never name the town. They name yeah. check St. Louis because yeah. that's where, you know, uh, Madison uh, had the incident where a gun, what he thought was a gun pulled on him, turned out to be a roll of pennies and whatnot. And his partner died. But there's no direct reference to this being Chicago with any, uh, you know, physical, verbal, print it's just any town missouri weird i I agree it's very odd that they don't name the city either is this the The, mandela effect no because they just i know i'm joking guys i'm joking i was gonna say no they just lied (laughs) there was someone got it into their head it was chicago and that's what it became Um, well one of the things that i always think of when i think about this movie is that mm-hmm. back in the day when IMDb had message boards? Yes. There was a gentleman on the alligator message boards who insisted he had written this movie <laughs> and that it had been stolen from him. Oh, sure. Yeah. And it was just anytime anyone would make, you know, a post saying, Oh, this is a really good movie. I wish it was on DVD, you know, at the time, mm-hmm. he would pop in and be like, Well, if I still had the rights to the story I wrote. Everyone would own it on DVD, you know, things like that. Cause that's how that works. Um, so maybe, maybe he said it was in Chicago and I just thought, uh, you know, yeah, this, this guy on IMDb who. I mean, there's no one in the movie that says Missouri either. <laughs> there's one there's sign, a, but I assumed it was sign, just yeah. that they were driving a really roundabout way to Chicago. 
Right. They're on, they're passing through Missouri to get to Chicago, but that's actually supposed to signal that it's Missouri. Then they, wow. they forget that idea for the rest of it. Um, so she, Marissa puts Ramon to, time for, to go to bed, Ramon. And then for some reason, she doesn't come back from school on time, whatever it is, dad decides, uh, I've had enough of this alligator. I'm going to flush it down the toilet. This is a very paper thin motivation for this. Well, well, but, the, 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 the alligator was very small at this point and a, in a, yeah. in a very large tank is somehow still managing to get out and, and shit behind the washing machine. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Also, I think, I think something else is shitting behind the washing <laughs> machine. Uh, I think Ramon was framed. <laughs> Ramon innocent until he starts eating people. <laughs> I, the, the Scream 2 Derek is innocent shirt did so well. I think uh, shit, shit behind the washing machine, Ramon is innocent is yeah. not the sequel shirt. Yeah, sure. But I think it's a missed opportunity for the opening credits not to begin as Ramon is being flushed down the toilet. That's, that's where you put alligator to me. Is, that, is that the only movie that you know of that like you know, has a, has a perspective of someone being inside a toilet? <laughs> I think that I can be. think of. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the, the ultimate perspective of being inside the toilet is the VHS box of ghoulies, uh, an image that does not contain within the actual film, but cast your mind back. You're working for whatever podunk company is releasing ghoulies in some subdivision of Columbia, I think at the time. And you're like, how am I going to sell this gremlins ripoff? I don't know. What if one of them comes out of a toilet? <laughs> well, that's not in the movie. I don't think it needs to be. I think everyone's going to know that there's a ghoulie in a toilet in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then a legend was born. Stop right there. You struck gold. <laughs> I mean, this is twice. Lionsgate did it with this movie. <laughs> they did it with Ghoulies. You're superimposing an idea that's not contained in the actual film upon its home video release. So anyways, 12 years later, we <laughs> uh, get to see an old pal. We just talked about him last week. And that's Sidney Lassick. Last seen feeding a nubile TV reporter to his little peanut. Uh, now he is the world's worst pet store owner oh. who picks up strays and maybe not so strays and sells them to the local chemical company to make chemicals, bad chemicals. To make growth hormones? Growth hormones. <laughs> and well, they work a little too well, his, apparently. Why would you use your work van? He is picking true. up stray animals, stealing loose animals. Because, I mean, sorry, that one golden retriever he picks up was somebody's dog. Yeah, he has and a collar on. He has so, a collar yeah, on. That's someone's dog. And he's just sticking on the back of his clearly labeled pet store van. <laughs> he's the worst. Uh, we, we Why should, we should do business we, with this man? We should probably take a moment and tell people that uh, you can't handle animal death in this. It, 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 mm. don't, don't, don't watch Alligator. Yeah. No. Yeah. If you don't like seeing dog, at least it's straight up dog puppets. Like every animal you're seeing in this movie, with the exception of the sort of B-roll at the top of gators, is fake. They're all fake. Yeah, you probably, once oh once when Sydney Lassick's character dies, you're probably all right after that point. But up to that, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah. 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 When he's carrying 
<coughs> excuse me, the uh, trash bags that are supposed to be of dead dogs. And it's just, he's just tossing them back and forth. It's like, I feel like there's a lot of just felt in there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a real dog body in there. Um, yeah. Um, along the way, we meet Detective Madison. He's thinning on top, but thick where it counts. hi <laughs> <laughs> Um, he is alerted uh, by uh, authorities that uh, there's body parts showing up at uh, the the water plant. I don't know what whatever that is where they're trying to reclaim water that has gone through the sewage system. Um, and the the coroner tells them a story about how this one time they were able to identify a body with just a toe. And that because of that, they even ended up having a funeral for that victim. And his response is, that must have been a pretty small casket. Amazing. I love it. <laughs> this uh, this uh, medical examiner he's talking to, all he needed was the sandwich. Like the, the like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, 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 the dropping crumbs on the corpse. You know how much I love that, uh, that, that, uh, that trope. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, and then of course, uh, what's he, he's told he's got to get outside because chief Clark has asked for him. And of course, uh, chief Clark is paid is played by the punisher of vocal cords known only as Michael V. Grazzo. Oh my God. L- looks and sounds absolutely like a guy whose last name is Clark. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mm-hmm. do wonder what he, his family came across. Uh, Ellis Island, what their Clark-like name was. Yeah, like Clark, Clarkarelli. Carkalagorzetto, <laughs> <laughs> right. exactly. or whatever it was. Carkalagorzetto. <laughs> has never been more of a police chief character. Oh, my God. And the fact that he's at all these, like, these crime scenes, too. It's like, aren't you supposed to be in like, your office or something? Right, it's no, like, he's, I, just here again. He has to handhold Madison everywhere he goes. And part of those hands are growing out of his eyebrows. (laughs) Just, wow. Again, don't want him to change. I'm not, this is not, I am not uh, face shaming this gentleman. I find it delightful that how unkempt he is at all given times. Like, Oh yeah, he was like a, he was like a staple. He was in probably most famously in Godfather 2. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and then like a bunch of other stuff and always looked exactly the same, which is like, yes. like this. I mean, you know, the, the way, the way, I mean, he's probably like 50 because of the way like, yeah, you know, but he looks 75 because everybody but was, he was but, born 38. Right. He's one of exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, a named Clark. I just, I can't get over that part. Clark. <laughs> um, I would, I don't, well, maybe I should have brought this up at the beginning, but why not say it here? Uh, I would argue that this is Lewis Teague's best film. I, I think Cujo is a is a nice second, but if you just scan through his other filmography, it's kind of like, oh, mm, oh, mm, nah. <laughs> and then, ooh, Navy Seals, and then it's just back down. What else did he do besides? Uh... It's a lot of TV, but it's it's not exactly a killer roster of, you know, he did cat's eye. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, it, no, it has its, its moments, but it's, it's not a movie. I would say <laughs> personally, I don't find it to be a movie. I, like 
Jewel of the Nile. Who wants to be remembered for that? Uh, Collision Course is just like racism on a stick. Is that like, isn't that like uh, Jade Leto's sole attempt at becoming a, uh, a film actor? Yes, it is aye, aye, aye. truly, truly terrible on a mythical level. And it's like a lot of TV stuff, like Time Tracks, Fortune Hunter, uh, oh. Dukes of Hazard Reunion, an episode of The Profiler, Becky was probably a hand model on. And then, of course, one of the biggest crimes of against humanity, the 1997 Justice League of America TV pilot, Ooh. which if you have not seen, <laughs> the, do yourself a favor. Just uh, pop open a bottle of wine, let it breathe, pop some popcorn, and just look at some stills from that. And then you will be <laughs> sated for a while. Not even watch the whole Your thing. Just watch. Fed. Just look at pictures. Yeah. Okay. Don't don't ever listen to people say anything out loud. It's oh my god. But the idea that this was going to be ongoing is a grand fantasy. Uh, <laughs> it's truly, truly uh, low rent. But anyways, uh, Madison man- manages to track down the former owner of that arm. And uh, we learned that he was uh, uh, one of the sewer guys who works for the city. So he decides to go into the uh, storm drains uh, that uh, are adjacent to the L.A. River. And we are witness to something that I was like, you know what? I've seen that before. And that's a lot of backward swastikas. <laughs> knowing the basic shape but not really knowing how it goes or what that exactly means it's just like a fucking fairy tale to someone in 1970 it just it just Anyways. it just looks kind of metal yeah, exactly it's like it's like that suzuki s it's just it's just <laughs> lines going places it doesn't really mean anything um i wish it still didn't mean anything anyways uh gutchel Who's the the name of Sidney Lassick's character? Gutchel. <laughs> he was swinging around a Gutchel. He's he's poured into a Hawaiian shirt like he's a, a a sausage roll, and he's a little too enthusiastic about getting rid of evidence personally, and he has managed to go down into the L.A. River, and in his effort to really hide his crimes. And he could have done that by not driving around his, you know, as Megan noted, his work van. But here he's like, I got to make sure that these dead dog carcasses make it past this abandoned shopping cart in the storm drain. And as he's doing that, lo and behold, who is waiting for him? But Ramon to give him a giant mouth hug. (laughs) Yeah. I got to say, I mean, if I was going to be involved in providing animals to uh, a laboratory for uh, for insidious purposes and then they also task me with getting rid of the animals mm-hmm. uh, I would simply set fire to them yeah yeah and wouldn't they have those sorts of facilities they don't have a crema- they, they, they don't have a crematorium because that seems like that yeah. would be the best way to, to hide what you are doing yes absolutely a chemical company who would be working on animals would have an on-site crematorium it just, it's a fun way to get rid of evidence, if nothing else. But no, make sure that, that Gutchel is tossing these 
chemical infused dead dog carcasses. And of course, that is the reason why Ramon has grown to the size he has because this growth hormone they're working on works, but it also makes that animal need to eat constantly. And that explains why he's decided to bust out of cement sewer drains and just swallow children whole. Well, you know that that, that tired old joke about how something is is something something on steroids. That's yes. actually what that's actually what this is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's yeah. juicing. Ramon's juicing. Looking good. Mm-hmm. Uh. <laughs> that's true. He's wearing a lot of tight t-shirts. He's yeah, he's he's oiling he's oiling himself up before he's uh before he's seen in public. <laughs> Slathering baby oil on his scales. He he has he's selling a lot of supplements that are right in front of YouTube uh their YouTube ads, unskippable YouTube ads. Yeah, his his you know, his liver number his, his liver numbers aren't looking too good, but he's not going to worry about that right now. <laughs> no, no. How can someone who looks so healthy uh, have a body in such distress? I don't know. Maybe it's something that Ramon is eating. Uh, And that is courtesy of a gentleman named Slade. He's our local bigwig. Uh, He's the head of Sloan uh, Slade Chemicals. And he's so thirsty for an artificial growth hormone that he literally drools mid-scene and you get to see it. And he's he and, and, that he's dueling with uh, with uh, Captain Clark for having a, a, a you know the the voice that most sounds like they were born with a pack of Lucky Strikes in their hand. <laughs> it does. How this film has the the gall to have many actors whose throats have apparently been worked over with a cheese grater. Uh, and it's like the film's like dares you to tell the difference between them. It's like, oh, well, how do I know who Slade is? Well, his mouth doesn't work so well when it's keeping drool inside. That that'll help. He also has very flappy ears. Um, <laughs> and he dresses they, like your grandmother's curtains. He they really try to do something with that character that I'm not sure where they were going with it because in the later scene in the wedding sequence when we were just oh, yeah. we get to hear his anecdote about how he cooks his how he barbecues his steak and how the mayor is like just sucking up to him constantly it's like well I don't care about it what, why is this in here like did they just catch these guys yeah they like, they forgot to make him evil he just seems kind of like this like this doddering old man well he does call his future son-in-law his number one boy. <laughs> <laughs> Which I did check with my husband. I was like, how would you feel if my parents ever called you their number one boy? And he was not best pleased. The <laughs> I tried to get my father-in-law to adopt it over the weekend. He was not into it. So, I don't know. Maybe, uh, whoever Ollie brings home as a partner, maybe I can make that work. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I would bet on that one. This is where we see the first of many great newspaper headlines, just fantastic newspaper headlines. Uh, and this one of the ones that's that spins on the screen here is cops seek sewer psycho. <laughs> uh, Madison and Kelly, uh, who's a rookie with half a fist of chaw in his mouth, now go down into the sewers because <laughs> Madison figures at some point they're going to find the rest of these bodies. What we do find is for the second week in a row, more floating rats. Yeah. Yeah. But why have none of the rats who are also feeding on these dogs, why haven't they gone food of the gods level big? 
or have all the big ones been swallowed by Ramon? I was going to say, or, or all the big ones went to Castle Rock to live in the uh, to live in the paper mill. <laughs> right. Yeah, they yeah. went up. They went and up to, to the fly. basement of graveyard shift. Exactly, right? <laughs> graveyard shift. Graveyard shift. Uh, uh, yeah, they they really don't. I think they just didn't think about that. Fortunately, yeah. they were no. like, it's, oh. "It's okay. It's a breezy run." Like there's, there are very few faults to this motion picture. It's, it's not all sewer animals, time. the movie. It's alligators. <laughs> <laughs> right. If you want sewer rants, the movie, go and make it. And maybe we'll talk about it in 20 years time. Um, I think the flashlight reveal of Ramon going past behind them. Uh, like so that's bad. like a straight rip off of, of Halloween, but you've done it well. Like, all of this stuff is not, I wouldn't call the contents of it original, but I will say the way it's remixed and repurposed gives it originality. And it's, I just love that it's just Ramon in the back, like, hi. <laughs> Hello. Hello. I'm Ramon. <laughs> you may know me as Ramon. Later, they try to refer to him as Alexander the Alligator, which is horrible and lame and not. No. no. No, Ramon, no, Ramon Alexander just, the Gator. Give Ramon me just feels good in the mouth. It just feels good. <laughs> a Ramon is a good boy, and he and he just he's been done wrong by Slade Chemicals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ramon chases them into a dead end. Uh, they can't move a manhole cover in time, and of course, uh, Madison can't lift the manhole cover fast enough. Kelly gets taken down one leg. R.I.P.D. Kelly. Um, he had very blonde hair. Good for him. He also does that weird disappearing thing in the middle, or we're supposed to think that Ramon got him, but he was just, I guess, fooling around. <laughs> Kelly. I think he gets pulled, and then he tries to pull himself back, and then Ramon's like, Well, I meant uh-uh. initially, when you first, when Ramon first sort of is like, hey, somebody's crawling around in here. Yeah. Madison is talking to Kelly, and he hears a splash, and then Kelly's just, like, gone. And it's a fake out because then Kelly's like, surprise, I'm here. It's like, Kelly, this is not appropriate. Yeah. Uh, Ke- uh, Kelly, uh, the guy who played Kelly was on television forever. His IMDb is just television, 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 television. He worked. Uh, his last job was in 2018, but um, apparently he lives in Palo Alto, California. Good for him. Should have brought him the show. Uh, and uh, so from there, Madison wakes up in the hospital because he, he passes out. <laughs> Just He has problems with his partner's dying. Um, Kelly is MIA and uh, we're confronted uh, in his hotel, in his hotel, in his hospital room by a reporter named Kemp who is wearing <laughs> the same Pepto-Bismol colored tie and beige corduroy jacket for multiple days. That's just, that's just, that's just his, you know, just his, uh, his, you know, reporter gear. Yeah, he's hard boiled yes. reporter. He's, he's got stuff to do. He can't be changing yes. his tie. He also looks like he's been running a 5k. Like I get that Madison was in a sewer, but was, was this reporter also in a sewer? <laughs> he looks, a different he looks, sewer. Uh, dis, he looks unkempt. He's the one who, of course, at the you know press conference is asking questions about the dead partner instead of you know what's actually going on because he's just the slimy, the slimy yeah. reporter. 
out to yeah. get this cop for very full, really no reason. Very full eyebrows on this man. Very full eyebrows. When I, I There's think a if lot of had... very full eyebrows in this film. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's an eyebrow full motion picture. <laughs> I, I will say um, that one thing I appreciated about this movie is that they only picked up the thread of, well, maybe Madison is killing his partners for like maybe about 45 seconds and they let it go. Yeah. 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 It, it, I just, there's like not a great motivation for <laughs> Like he's a Jack the Ripper of his own partners. Like that's not a great, he would be really dumb. I, I do. Uh, I, I so, do like to also like the newspaper headline. It's like, it's like front page cops partner dies, dot, dot, dot. Again, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that would be front page news. Yeah, well, if, I, don't, if, I don't know if I'd pick that one up myself. If Madison had been able to revive that dead partner and then killed him again, that is news. <laughs> like, that's news you can use, honestly. Um, is now where we meet Dr. Marissa Kendall. That's right. The little girl from the beginning of the story is now a very redheaded herpetologist. Uh, she's a reptile expert who knows how to handle a snake. If you know what I mean, <laughs> I love that She's good at handling. I snakes. love that the actress in this was about 30 when she played this role. And everybody mm-hmm. in the movie is referring to her as, as little girl, as kid, yeah. as who is this pretty girl? And they're just like, yeah, everybody's just absolutely aghast that she's a doctor. Oh, I know. They're just horrified at the very notion. And it's so weird that she likes reptiles. Like, yeah. oh, she's got pet snakes. What a weirdo. Yeah. Something's wrong with her. Why isn't she handling my stuff? <laughs> um, so Kemp hears about the alligator claim from a nurse at the hospital. Pre- Pre-HIPAA. <laughs> just says, hey, what oh, yeah, are you in here for? He was yelling government. about an alligator in the sea. Yeah, she saw right. like, oh, he was talking crazy. <laughs> yeah. I can only imagine when when HIPAA passed through both houses of Congress that they used a film clip of alligator <laughs> as an example. Look at this. How they wanted to protect, uh, you know, people from their healthcare providers. Uh, yeah, you consider the crazy stuff people say when they're coming out of anesthesia. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, that's like, oh, they were just talking crazy. They said the mood was made of cheese and they're, you know, the, 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 the king of Gouda. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm honestly surprised I've never come out of anesthesia and been like, alligator. <laughs> I, I, when I woke up during my colonoscopy, I did it twice. Uh, I was faced towards the television monitor and I just said, I, I, I'm like, Hey, looking great. And then passed out. <laughs> I hope I do that when I get mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did I mention that they could only do 90% of my colonoscopy and I get to do it again in June? You did not mention that. Oh. Why? Yeah, if yeah. I may ask, or is that, or is that too, or, 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 or is that too private for, uh, I was born with a superpower. I don't, I'm a bit of a mutant. <laughs> I don't want to toot my own horn. I have lots of d- d- tract. I have lots to look at. Apparently I have more than normal. Do you have like a really, so and you have like, such, unless you're particularly you, talented at it or you move me around right and they can't force the camera too far because they'll, that will rupture uh, what it's going through. So uh, yeah, I get to go back in June. I get to do that whole thing over again. In uh, June. So you get to get you like, a, are you saying you basically have like a really long small intestine? Yeah. Yeah, I okay, do. All right. 
ladies don't line up all at once. I'm sorry, I'm taken. Someone has all of this extra long intestinal tract. I hope that was in your vows. <laughs> at the time, no one knew. It, oh. <laughs> it, it took several years later for us to truly uh, learn the truth. Uh, so Kemp goes down into uh, in the sewer. He manages to trip almost in the exact same place, but he's taking artful photography of all the pieces, all the things in the sewer, but he's also moving evidence around so it makes a better picture. Anyways, Ramon gives him a nice mouth hug. Um, and then they find the camera, develop the film, it, again, <laughs> taking a, p a page from Jaws 2, but in such a faster fashion. And of course, spinning newspaper headline, reporter takes pics of own killer. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I was hoping that the guy who developed the pictures was flipping through them and it would make like having a flip book of like, uh, like, uh, like, uh. like remote coming at him. <laughs> If he did, I, did, 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 and I it was just, really yeah. appreciate how quickly everyone's just like, well, holy shit, it's a big alligator. Yeah, yeah. so I was talking about that they 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 did they, they yeah. as soon as the reporter died. You would think, you know, in a lesser movie than alligator, um, that you know the reporter ends up dead. Well, everybody knows he was harassing uh, uh, Madison, yeah. and now he's dead. Well, that looks suspicious for Madison, but no, there was like, nope, he got he got et by a giant alligator. No, it's just, it's a mine. It's not so much a twist as it is a slight curve. What the point of this movie is to watch people get at by Ramon. And it's a great delivery system of that purpose. It knows how to entertain you. Oh no, it looks like, uh, oh, I've been separated from the others. But uh, I still have you, don't I, listener? Well, let me let you in on a little secret. So, we all know that spring break is coming soon. Summer's hot on its tail, if you know what I mean. And, uh, well, we all want to look and feel our best everywhere, even in, down there. That is where our sponsor, Manscaped, comes in. That's right, fellas. We've all been there. You want to clean up the devil's triangle, as it were, but you don't have the right tools for the job. We love blood and guts here at Kill by Kill, but uh, not when trimming your most delicate of delicates. Uh, I asked my dear friend Jason Voorhees for help in this area. After all, he does have access to all those loose machetes. And frankly, it did not go well. Thank goodness for Manscaped. Their performance package 4.0 has everything you need for below-the-waist grooming. First off, you've got the Lawnmower 4.0, right? It's a trimmer, and it dare I say it, it might be the best ball trimmer of all time, in my opinion, with their fourth generation trimmer, it features this cutting edge ceramic blade. It reduces grooming accidents. And uh, thanks to its skin safe technology, you can feel confident using it in places you might not normally use a trimmer. So the Lawnmower 4.0 is also waterproof. So you can shave anywhere. None of that mess on your bathroom floor. And for me, the, the weirdly enough, the best part is this 400K LED spotlight that is actually on the trimmer itself. It allows you to be very precise. And I frankly, I think that light is kind of revolutionary. But wait, there's more. Hold on. The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker nose and ear hair trimmer. It's also waterproof. And because 
because of that proprietary skin safe technology, it helps reduce nicks and snags and tugs and those, you know, delicate nose holes. And those are three things that Jason cannot reduce the risk of at all. Those machetes are large and he likes to tug, but hold the phone. We are not even done yet. You also get Manscaped's Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant and Crop Reviver Ball Toner, which will help you change the way you approach your hygiene routine. That's right. You can feel more confident in what you've got going on there, even if no one sees it. Now, trust me when I say this, fellas, your balls will thank you. Maybe not in words. Maybe inwards. I don't really know what your relationship is with your balls, but Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their performance package 4.0, the Manscaped boxers and their shed travel bag. So you can bring your comfort and boxers to another level. Those boxers uh, feel very good. I can attest this. I'm wearing them right now. And I know what you're saying, Patrick, what is in it for me? Well, you're going to get more confidence and a well-groomed look downstairs and <laughs> a deal. That's right. You can get 20% off and free shipping with the code KBK at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and you use the code KBK. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped and feel better about yourself and now the body count continues what i do love right before everyone believes him mm -hmm. is the part where he walks into the locker room and every other police officer is just sitting in the locker room listening to one of them read this article about how his previous partner had died like it's a bedtime story and he comes in and he says something like hey you know i'm standing right here and everyone just turns and stares at him. He opens his locker and there's rubber alligator inside. And everyone stares as if it was like one of the scenes from school ties. Or like everyone's just like, alligator. It's an alligator. You said there was an alligator. There's an alligator in your locker now. And he just like kind of walks away and then they just keep reading. But it's like, this is the most workplace harassment that you're getting when you say there was a giant alligator. Like, wow, <laughs> it's, all, all right. it's all very, it's all very understated, very polite harassment. It's just the way they all stare. Yeah. Like, yeah, Meanwhile, open your locker. Like, a, a real cop is dead, and but it's more yeah. fun to razz the one who's still alive. Open your locker, there's an alligator in it. Whoa. Boom. But once it is proven that there's an alligator in the sewer, of course, everyone is on the case. We get a uh, quick sort of montage of local uh, TV coverage, including baby Harold Green. Um, he's the redheaded gentleman with the mustache. He worked at three local uh, news desks here in LA. If he kind of looks familiar to you, it's because it is believed he was the visual inspiration for Ron Burgundy in Anchorman. Really? Oh, That's yeah. amazing. That hair grew wilder, that bushy mustache grew bigger, uh, and around the time, you know, I think 82, it's just, he looks like Ron Burgundy. It's fucking wild. <laughs> um, the one thing that is missing from all the SWAT montage of them going into various points of the drainage system, it's just in the background, someone going, hot, 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 the plan that Madison has here is that he's going to 
put all these SWAT team members in, in groups of three and four. And they know from the doctor that loud noises will drive it away from them. He doesn't like loud noises. So they'll come from the outside of the city and drive Ramon towards one exit and then have a literal army with M16s on the other end ready ready to shoot Ramon. <laughs> but not our Ramon. No, no, no. He's he's too smart for that. He doubles back on them and uh Madison is to look a fool in front of the mayor. I like how many people are waiting for this giant alligator to show up. Like yeah. that might not have gone the way they're very fast <laughs> fucking waco had fewer guns on site <laughs> than the exit of that storm drain is this for all is this for somebody who also like different people were selling like souvenirs no um, that's that later. Comes oh, okay that comes I, love, I love that's that part. i love that part great white hunter shows oh up. god really okay. they've driven ramon to a new place in the sewer and i think while we don't see it the implication is he can't back out of where he is so when everyone looks a fool at this plan, they all disperse, including Madison and <laughs> Chief Grazzo. And they pass by these kids playing baseball on the street. And this is where every once in a while on this, mo- on this show, we see something <laughs> that you didn't know is there. And you're like, oh, my God, how did I never notice this before? And this is one of those sequences because one of the kids playing street baseball is dressed in a Frederick J. Kruger <laughs> linen and green sweater. Yep. yep. And you're like, uh, it kind of looks like that. No, it's the exact hue of that sweater. It is, f- it is the exact stripe length and width. It is a perfect fucking Yeah, as match. soon as I noticed that, I could not stop. Like, my eye just constantly stayed mm-hmm. on it for that yeah. whole scene. It's, I, 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 it's, there's so much beautiful mayhem to come after that, but that was such a, an hors d'oeuvre, a, a, a perfect single bite of, That's why uh, Ramon of, made an appearance. He wanted to see the sweater. That's right. He, he heard the, the siren call of, of Frederick Ray Kruger. And so he comes busting out of the sewer grate and gives everyone his signature smile. He just loves to be alive. He's, he's just so happy to be there. Yeah. I love those shots so much because it's so obviously an alligator in miniatures, but it's just, mm-hmm. you, you just love it. You just, it's you charm. Can't, you're just like, yep, yeah. No, that's a big alligator. Look, he's you so big. You can't measure charm. No. And this film has charm to spare. Those miniatures are pretty well done considering the budget of the motion picture. Mm-hmm. Like, they use it just enough. They use the mechanical replacement just enough. Uh, they find ways to film Ramon in interesting ways. This is a great sequence where really they're given the illusion of a live alligator, you know, chasing these kids away, walking down the middle of the street. And then you're like, well, where's this going to go? Well, a cop car has an entire, entirely fiery fucking crash upon seeing Ramon. And this, Irish potato with a mustache <laughs> emerges. A, like he's a real proto from. If, if as, as, you know, as, as a descendant of many Irish potatoes, I take offense at that. <laughs> yeah, really. Hey, wait a minute. These are, this is our people. I going to say, the hate <laughs> crime has been committed by my own friend and co-star. <laughs> Listen, I'm so Irish, like I can't see the sun. I'm like, I'm like a fork in a microwave. It's just sparks and pain. 
So uh, believe me, I just think he makes a very bad choice in crawling out of the window towards the alligator. <laughs> just into its mouth, basically. Fanning <laughs> yes. himself over. <laughs> just like, uh, I've really messed up from that crash. Please take off one of these legs. And that's exactly what Well, I, I, I'm pretty, um, these kids are, are like, they're only, they only appear to be mildly perturbed at what they're seeing. Yeah, one of them yells, that's the one from the TV. Like, no, it's a different alligator that just burst out of the street. You know, they, they don't they don't disperse. They just kind of hide a little bit, but continue to watch what's happening. Yeah. Well, that one goes up to his apartment, grabs a bread knife, and then goes downstairs. And the, and the mom is like, I just don't know what I'm going to do. She's like, he's trying time. to be crazy. <laughs> You've got bigger problems. And she's going, ah, oh, I don't know what they're playing. I don't know what they're doing. Like, uh, okay. So in the aftermath of this, when Ramon has, has wandered away, uh, we get, we finally get some good graffiti. Um, <laughs> this, all of it looks like a production designer, you know, cause it's the same handwriting as it were. We have far out, eat it. And of course, butt power. <laughs> The mean streets. <laughs> I mean, really, like these children are coming out warped. They, they, how can you raise your children right when butt power is just written on walls for them to read? <laughs> I think my child made that graffiti. <laughs> um, I do like that. Pretty quickly, the idea of a giant alligator goes from rumor to reality based on scientific evidence, and then the testimony of a of a bad news bear kind of puts it over the top. Like, all right, this child can't possibly lie. Like he didn't rip this police officer's leg off. It had to be a giant alligator. I especially love that later when they show a news story, there's just a cartoon of an alligator. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't get a photo, a stock photo of an American alligator. No, it's, it has to be an artist representation because Ramon is unto himself. It, and it's not it's even like a particularly a, it, great cartoon. It's just someone like someone backstage. They were like, oh no, we don't have a picture for this story. Someone draw an alligator. Gina, what is the name of that restaurant that has the sketches of all the Broadway Oh, um, Sardis. Stars? Sardis. If you put one <laughs> up, that was this, that sketch with the bone underneath it. I think I would go to that restaurant. Just get your picture with a thumbs up. Me and Ramon. Yeah. Like when my kid got her picture taken with the drawing of the Manuel Miranda. So this is where it really begins to meet ahead that this is Los Angeles, Missouri, because once Ramon decides to deposit himself in a local lake, it's too big of a set for them to really seal off where this location is. You begin to see LA city buses in the background and it becomes very evident that this is MacArthur park and they've just turned the, the fountain off. You just have a lot of L.A. business in the background. <laughs> but luckily, someone is here to distract us from what might be, you know, a, a continuity problem. And that's where we enter Henry. I make my own slime. Thank you, Silva. I, I, as Colonel. I know Buck. that uh, he was, you know, did a lot of TV and movies. I can't think of anything else other than the host of was it bullshit or not. And Amazon, we've been on the moon. <laughs> Right. Yeah, exactly. 
the 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 second Amazon women on the moon co-star in this. There's another one. We'll get to that eventually. But uh, ba- he, Colonel Brock is basically Craven the Hunter without the flair, but with more misogyny. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, every 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 woman he talks to, he's basically undressing her with his eyes. Yeah, oh, <laughs> making is. alligator mating noises. <laughs> I mean, I think it, it, it's not really doing the movie a great service that it's not advertised that uh, Henry Silva is basically doing a Charlie Callis of the hunting world. There's this whole sequence where he's doing mating calls to this local TV reporter in order to get her in the back of a news van and do some news van violence, if you know what I mean. Shockingly, Henry Silva still alive. I, I hate to say he's a breath of fresh air in this movie because there's lots of air to suck in. It's just, it's full of f- real characters. And not only in its casting, but the characters themselves have character. They're just like not stock in a specific way. They're, everyone is a little bit different than you think they might be within these roles. And it just makes the whole endeavor sing as a result. Yeah, yeah, totally. Everybody, you know, most importantly, everybody I, seems like they're having a lot of fun with this. And that's how they all talk about it after the fact, including a young production assistant by the name of Brian Cranston, who was in charge of putting the blood and guts into the fake Ramon who blows Incredible. up. Incredible. Nice. Yes. He talks about it in lovely tones. Just... Uh, just what a great experience it was and how it exposed him to all this stuff. And of course it allowed him to continue to be a working actor in LA. And he ended up, you know, uh, having uh, Forrester on an episode of Breaking Bad. And then was like, I don't know if you remember me, but we were in a travel van together. <laughs> and they had this, you know, Forrester's like, I don't remember that at all, but I'm glad I was nice. You know, sort of attitude. <laughs> As you mentioned earlier, uh, this is where we get the sort of uh, phalanx of people selling cheap gator toys. Which, you know, I would I would have thought and, was silly until I um, I moved to New York and started working near the 9-11 memorial. And oh. let me tell you that there are plenty of people who, who, who make a living selling very tacky 9-11 souvenirs. Ugh. Ugh, and I lived in Florida near a supposed uh, apparition of the Virgin Mary that appeared in a bank window. And people sold a lot of stuff about that, too. It's just the Virgin Mary with $100 bills coming out of her robes. Is that no, what's happening there? It was just it was a, some sort of some something that happened to the glass that kind mm-hmm. of was the shape. Of how we, you know, you often see the Virgin Mary portrayed. Not, not, not as fascinating okay. as her appearing in a piece of toast or anything like that. <laughs> sure. Hey, was- or that toaster being possessed by the devil. Uh, that, that is empirical evidence that we live in, in a world in which God and the devil. The I, I think I was going to say that haunted toaster. I think, yeah, I think, I think uh, I, I may have been aware of your of, of your existence, Megan, by you posting the 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 haunted toaster clip online somewhere. <laughs> yeah, just me being like. <laughs> Has everyone seen the haunted toaster? Because and I was like, oh, she seems cool. <laughs> Sounded like Eli Wallach. Uh, <laughs> I didn't mean, uh, said 
Satan lives on the toast. (laughs) (laughs) And what better way to communicate that than with the toast? Like, that's how you reach the people. Yeah, I sort of feel like if you're going to, if you're like, you know, the devil and you're going to be making a big scene, you might go a little above, you know, a lady's toaster. Uh, You would think. But who am I? Who am I to judge? (laughs) Whom's amongst us? Um, but uh, this is this is when we get to a sequence of them chasing the alligator all over town, and that's when I'm like, oh, those are not those are not Illinois plates; they're Missouri plates. We, of course, because that 4K, you can see everything, <laughs> and so they make reference. A newscaster makes reference to the 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 gator poop they find was uh, seen in the Marquette Hill section of the city. Well. That's fucking St. Louis. <laughs> so I don't know what St. Louis he Madison was kicked out of. I, uh, <laughs> Bizarro St. Louis. <clears throat> it's the movie's only problem. Everything else in this checks out, even on a scientific level. Uh-huh. So, yes. Like Marissa um, keeps insisting that there's no way the alligator could get that big. And then even she has to be like, sorry about how that alligator is really big. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Like... Yeah, I'm like, it shouldn't be that way, but it totally is. So, you know. I'm sad I know. that there's never a moment that, like, she and Ramon recognize each other. I know. I was waiting, <laughs> I was waiting for a moment where they, like, lock eyes. She's like, Ramon? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she mentions Ramon because she tells Madison that she used to have a pet alligator. That's when he keeps calling her kid, which is really yeah. weird when this is a person you're going to later have sexual and then he And then eventually says, oh, I just call everybody younger than me, kid. Which I get that because I do that, too. Okay. Fair. Yeah, fair. Sure. But, you know, she has to insist, like, you know, I'm not a kid. I'm actually a professor. She has a fucking hardcover book that he has possession of. Like, anyone who has a hardcover book with their face on it, that person is no longer a kid unless legally they're a fucking kid. But anyways, (laughs) it's it's a piece of ephemera. Here we go. So uh, Madison then questions the scientist at Slade. And because of that, uh, Slade makes a call to the mayor and... Madison's out at the police department. So before leaving the precinct, he grabs that bomb timer and four sticks of dynamite from the evidence locker. And is like, I can use these later on. And guess Just what? Labeled he does. dynamite. Yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't know. You would mistake them for uh, breakfast sausage links or something. <laughs> uh, so Dr. Kendall and Madison go back to the sewers uh, looking for Ramon's nest. <laughs> And we cut back to the Slade residence. And this is when he refers to that scientist guy who's now marrying his daughter as, quote, my number one boy. That is, I do not enjoy that turn of phrase. <laughs> no. And to the mayor. He does it in a way that can, that basically says, I own you. Mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. very few movies have the guts to make, um, a kid like Donald walked the plank, but that cowboy, you know, he had it coming. But they were, they were, they were trying to kill this kid. Basically. I think the the fact that an alligator kills that kid is circumstantial. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to kill that kid. You, 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 you ease like, what is he like six? You, 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 you you tie a blindfold around a child, you know, around a child's eyes and coax him onto a diving board that's in front of a you know, a pool full of murky water. Yeah. And again, we discussed that scene at the top, but it, it just, 
it's so good. It's like, it's, it's like, so no, they're gonna, there's going to be a fake out. Right? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. He fucking no. ate that kid. And he does. And it brings, it, it solves the problem that we kind of confronted last year when it had to do with shark night. And that is to avoid the sharks. Don't get in the water. And here Ramon is mobile. Like he finds water all over the place. So it, even if you're like, well, don't go in the sewers, Ramon eventually gets out of the sewers and is just pool hopping all around town. This is why I love that they This is why you cover your them. damn pool when you're not using it. <laughs> they show them looking from a helicopter and he is just under one floaty in this pool, just like, ha ha, can't see me. <laughs> yeah, whoever was in that helicopter was not paying attention because no one would mistake that large of an alligator as, oh, those are two pool floaties next to one another. Y'all hoping, like, were y'all hoping that Ramon would like, launch himself out of the pool and like attack the helicopter? I mean, they can do I, that. I feel, like if, I feel like if they made the movie now, they would do that. And alligators can kind of do that. Yes. Like, yeah. So I would They it. can spring. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, now we get back to Colonel Brock. And of, of course, he, he's recruited three local street toughs uh, to act as, uh, I don't know. It's a lot of casual racism. But, you know, it wouldn't be an animal attacks movie from the era unless you had some. So they go around the city with a six pack of Schlitz beer and uh, one guy points down uh, an alley and says, uh, this, this is what we call Booger Alley. <laughs> How did Booger Alley I, I think name? the less we think about that, the better. <laughs> That's what they've heard. Heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, this brings uh, another rule that you learn in animal attacks movies. And I'm not sure which number we're up to, but I think it's important for our audience to hear. Never follow anyone into Booger Alley. <laughs> yeah. Where they hear just, heavy breathing. Yeah, just don't, don't, don't go down. Go, don't go into anything where you can hear heavy breathing. Just don't. <laughs> no. Just avoid the area. You don't have to go down there. Um, but the... Ramon is is burrowed himself into a trash pile like a real dirty per, dirty peanut, and he springs out and <laughs> almost swallows Brock whole. But Brock's not dead yet. So when one of the local street toughs finds Brock being crushed by this giant alligator, Brock yells out, "Pull me out!" No, <laughs> no, no, mm. no, 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 sir. No, no, and not no. If anyone on earth is going to do that. It would be adorable, <laughs> but when Henry Silva do it, does it, it's adorable and ridiculous. So this results either indirectly or directly with, with uh, um, Madison and Kendall falling in bed with one another. Then they go out for Chinese food, as you do. Uh, the actress who plays Kendall uh, informs us in the Scream Factory uh, DVD, Blu-ray, 4k that they got stoned before doing this scene I mean, what better time to you know, what better opportunity when you're getting chinese food yes yeah. um and that leads he, i i think there's a, a certain amount of improv throughout the movie um he kind of freaks out on kendall a little bit later he comes by kendall's mom's place where kendall's living um to apologize and he also compliments her on her 
educational compliments entertained. <laughs> well, I mean, those are the most important things to me. It's <laughs> covering all spaces. Yeah. She's well-rounded in all of the best ways. So later, uh, police boats find Ramon in the local canal. <laughs> this would be in sort of the Venice Santa Monica area, I'm pretty sure. Someone points and yells, that's him. Yes. <laughs> that is him. And we have that's a wacky him. boat chase in which they end up running over the alligator. Several people fall out of the boat. Uh, one guy gets swallowed whole. Another guy loses a couple legs. Um, and then the one guy, the gr- a grenade falls into the box of grenades and just he blows up real good. Yeah, I, I love when the, the boat basically just like kind of kind of launches itself off of Ramon. That's yeah. great. You just want the guitar riff from Live and Let Die. Exactly. <laughs> and this is where we learned this, this canal system just so happens to be close to the Slade Mansion, where the Hoy and Poloy of corrupt Missouri have made all the worst fashion choices possible to attend this wedding. One thing I want to note about this wedding uh-huh. is that later when Madison and, and Marissa show up, the guy at the gate initially doesn't want to let them in because he doesn't have an alligator on the guest list. Yeah. Uh, he does have an orchestra and a magician. Yeah. A magician at a you, wedding. You, you, didn't, you guys didn't have magicians at your wedding? No. I, I mean, we had a candy table. <laughs> we had cheese curds. That's like magic. It's yeah. fried cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, no magicians though, huh? No. Yeah. Uh, the person who's at the gate is Mike Berserky, uh, who owned one of the most wonderfully craggy faces in all of the entertainment industry. He generally specialized in playing goons on film. He's in Some Like It Hot, Dick Tracy, Zots, exclamation point, and you guessed it, Amazon Women on the Moon. <laughs> great, great motion picture. Um, but just to rewind a little bit, Um, The Slade Mansion Massacre happens here. This is where Ramon really gets that tail into the action and manages (laughs) to truly, and I guess he crosses a lot of class bounds because he starts killing most of the wait staff, but then works his way up to killing both the mayor and Slade. It's, Mm -hmm. it, it crosses all the class boundaries. It's, he's truly a revolutionary. I, I'm not quite understanding. I mean, I, I get that 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 Slade is basically crushed in his car. Yeah. I'm not understanding that apparently his other door doesn't work. <laughs> I'm not sure he can. I'm not sure he's the guy who opens his own doors. I, I mean, I think that I think that if you you know an alligator is you crushing your car, you figure it out real fucking quick. Yeah, you would think. Or, or you know, um, at least like, you know, putting that window down and crawling out of the window. You're not just going to just gotta just sit there and patiently let this yeah. alligator just bash the hood of your, like, the well, roof of your car. <laughs> just sort of crouch down like, yeah, it's been a good run. <laughs> I do like that the dog that initially sees Ramon gets away. That dog is like, whoo, no, I'm. Yeah, fuck bye. this. <laughs> fuck them kids. Fuck them wait staff. I fuck barked. White I tried to tell That's you. That's for damn sure. Um, and just makes an amps great and i don't even know what the body count here is it's just astronomical how much ramon destroyed that well body. you've got like ramon eating people that you've got of course like just people mm-hmm. panicking and like you know knocking each other into pools and running over each other and all 
I try to find where this mansion is, and I no one lists it, its location. It's it's well, I mean, come, ima- imagine like the, the tourist traffic you'd get from seeing the <laughs> wedding mansion from Alligator, Ooh. 1980, director yeah. Louis Teague. <laughs> Unbelievable backyard this guy has. It's and just fantastic. We must note that during the wedding, as both Gina and myself noted, someone leaps through and smushes the wedding cake, much like a yeah. music video for November Rain. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if that was actually why everybody panicked. Because, <laughs> oh, God, you know, it's an alligator. Yeah, you thought, oh, like this big. Because I mean, like, it is kind of silly because in the end of the video for November Rain, I think it was like a thunderstorm. Yeah. And yeah, everybody, they're, they're and everybody from rain. And everybody is just like losing their shit and like, and like just like running inside and like guy just flangs into the cake and it's like, <laughs> what happened to that guy? <laughs> Washed out of a cannon. It's like, raining, like, guys. It's raining. You'll be okay. It's like that cat in the diner from Friday the 13th part five. It's just, he's been out of a t-shirt cannon pops from one end to the other so Here, at least they give you the explanation everyone he's been smacked by a giant alligator tail everyone at the wedding in november rain is wearing leather and or velvet so yeah i mean that's <laughs> yeah, just that's true. true you get caught in the rain and then leather that's not comfortable yeah those pants are never gonna fit again and that that was a significant cost you're buying leather pants as a legacy buy. but like remember like <laughs> those those videos were like part of like some sort of like very artsy trilogy that yeah. was like supposed to be based on a short story that like nobody could ever find. Yes, I know because, thank because, you. Because, I, because I tried to I tried to find yes, it. Thank but, you, me too. Um but that uh, short story is called Ramblings from a Guy on Cocaine. I was gonna say the short story is I made this shit up by Axel Rose. Right. Um <laughs> uh but like yeah, you know, because he's like haunted by something that happened, and I'm like Alligator. Alligator <laughs> the I had an alligator attack. That's how Stephanie Seymour died. Like I'm like, you know, they show her the casket. She looks really nice, but then like they like pan down. She's missing a foot. That's why they have the mirror. Exactly. Alligator. Oh, on the other side. Oh, that's what that video needed was a giant alligator. Also, shout out to whoever's the chauffeur. In, in that car because his gawking, like his disbelief really sells that thing. Well, that poor dude is just like, eh, eh, just being slammed up against the car. Oh. Like over and, over <laughs> and he just beats up that limo like a real street fighter too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he doesn't even eat the mayor. He just crunches no. him and leaves him there. He he bites him in half and just drops him on the ground. Like I'm too good for this. Like, no, like, you don't right. taste good at all. Mm-hmm. No, you taste corrupt. <laughs> Ramon has standards. <laughs> he likes delicious children. <laughs> well, they just yeah, fall into his mouth. Yeah, I was going right. to say. I was going to say. I mean, when you when you you know when you eat a child, I mean, it's like mm, okay, this is a, this is a right. new taste sensation. <laughs> I mean, remember what Chris Evans said in in in, in Snowpiercer? I do. Babies are delicious. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like we as a society have just decided to forget that there's a movie where Chris Evans talks about eating babies. <laughs> You know, I mean, just think about like, you know, when you're, when you're playing with a baby, you just have this overwhelming urge to take a little nibble, just a little, you well, know. They do, they do smell great. They That's do. Sure. And they're, they're, they're plump and juicy. They're, they're like little rotisserie chickens. My beloved <laughs> Nigel loved licking babies. He mm. found them delicious. I, I can believe it. Well, yeah. also they usually have like bits of food and all of them too. Yeah, so. <laughs> I want to but believe Gina that that was a reference to Yellow Jackets, wherein someone has a nightmare where they give birth to a rotisserie chicken. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Um, there's a long, elaborate chase where they're like, "Oh my god, uh, we got to get into this Slade Mansion." And then they come into the aftermath, and people are like, "Oh, you're off the case, and whatnot." Uh, so they go down to the Helms Bakery in Culver City. Uh, which is now a high fashion and high end furniture spot. Um, and they plant a bomb with the idea that the methane gas will help explode it, but good. And the plan works out pretty damn great. You got a lot of cool miniatures with a baby alligator walking through <laughs> a, a one eighth model or some, or some shit. Um, it's great stuff. Uh, there's this whole rigmarole where an old lady parks on top of the manhole cover. It's great. The fact that they wouldn't have like cordoned anything off or at least tried to say like, no, we're going to blow things up. He's off the force. He can't commandeer men. He's got to go it alone. Granted, you could do something. Just the fact that this lady parks there is just very like, of course. And she gets, she gets offended. She gets offended because someone calls her an asshole. She's like, Mm. what did he say? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, he, he plants that bomb at, you know, the guy who came into the police station with a fake bomb, he turns it into a real one and he climbs out just in the nick of time. And that sewer grate blows up, but good. And our beautiful Ramon is no more. Look what they, look what they've done to my boy. They massacred, massacred our boy. I love, I love my dead giant alligator son. (laughs) Ramon. I mean, rest in peace, my friends. Uh, you did so much good in the world. People won't remember it, but we will. Yeah. This is a testament. He to ate that. a lot of bad people. He did. Yeah. And I mean, he couldn't help it. The, that kid was dropped into his mouth. I, like, I, really? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if you're just kind of like chilling in a pool and somebody just sort of said, you know, it's like, oh, can we drop a slice of pizza in my mouth? You're going to eat it, right? I mean... <laughs> Yeah, he, he all he knows is it's a flesh color covered package. He doesn't know the age of it. That's that's not on him. That's on those pirates. But that um, was on those anyone, those those sociopathic children that meant to exactly meant to murder that boy anyway. We only meant to drown him, they say, as a defense. Um so does anyone have anything else to say about our beloved alligator? Masterpiece. Yeah, it's perfect. It's a great movie. It is super fun to watch, uh, full of great, like the reason we started the show was like finding great characters and maybe not great movies. And this is both. It's a great movie and with great characters in it. It's, it's trying like every part of it is trying and everyone's having fun. And it's a great success. You know, there, there's some cringy moments in it. It's of an era, but outside of that, like it's a damn good time. I do want to know in what capacity, from what IMDb tells me, that Kane Hodder played the alligator. <laughs> There's some mention of one version of the alligator that had two, quote unquote, body lifters or weight, you know, bodybuilder guys uh-huh. inside. And I think it has been of legend that Kane Hodder was one of those bodybuilders. You know, he did stunt shit back yeah. in the day. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be impossible, but I, you know, it's not like you there's a blink and you miss it, you know, the outtake of him inside the mouth or anything. I was like just that. I didn't couldn't tell in what part of any of the stuff with the alligator that they would have 
used a person and that wasn't just someone swinging a tail. Well, they had, they had this version that was lightweight aluminum that you could fit two guys in to be the feet. And what they Mm. found was when you saw it in motion, it didn't move like an alligator because it couldn't slither Mm -hmm. because they couldn't lower the body low enough and still walk. So that was the main problem with that version of the alligator. So they, they worked around it. Right. Um, yeah, it's yeah. a weird. It, it it's weird. It has the feel of a low budget movie, mm-hmm. but it actually looks pretty good, mm-hmm. and you could tell, and you could tell that it is made with a lot of love. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, Teague is a filmmaker. You know, and he there's a lot of crazy pan zooms into things. Like he's moving the camera with purpose. He's really trying to tell a story. He's got a great script that's very witty. He's cast it well. And, you know, you can see it, it like in a non-YouTube form. It looks great. So I run, do not walk and, and spend the money to get yourself a copy of Alligator yes. today. I feel like we could have done a bonus episode because apparently there was a board game based <gasps> on oh. this released in 1980. Um, I did not. Know. And I think, I think it would have been hilarious if we just played the board and we just recorded ourselves playing the board game. <laughs> That's what should have come with the Blu-ray. I mean, I love my poster, but I mean, board game. Oh, I assume you're looking in the uh, sewers for Ramon. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So let's choose our own death venture. And that's where we decide of the many deaths in the motion picture, uh, which way would you choose to die and why? And so we've got partially eaten, eaten with justification, uh, eaten while chewing tobacco, a car crash, and then having your leg chewed off, walk the plank into Ramon, get drunk, uh, just drunkenly wander into Ramon's mouth, ask to be removed, uh, blow up in a police boat, uh, get eaten in a canal, have both your legs removed, get tail thwapped at a party, uh, get mouthed by Ramon and just dumped because you're a corrupt mayor, get smashed to death inside of a limo. I'm sure he kills other people, other ways, but there's just so many. I, I had to stop typing after a certain point. Uh, Megan, you're our guest. You know what the deal here. You, you go first. Oh, boy. I mean, I guess I'd have to go with uh, wander drunkenly into Ramon. Okay. Because that way, I mean, I don't want the pool because I don't want that last, that last <laughs> shot is too horrifying. That last glimpse but i guess at least if i was drunk i'd just be sort of like hey let me out of this alligator (laughs) just kind of what he does so yeah at least he's a little bit numb to the process but that is a long time in an alligator's mouth i'm just gonna put that out i know but it's a long chewing process and i don't want to fall on a Uh, bunch of grenades because then i'm just (laughs) it's gonna look do you know what say you yeah i don't i actually as much as i love ramon i do not want any any direct alligator deaths so mm-hmm. i'm just gonna take blowing up on a speedboat <laughs> sure yeah i would think blowing being blown up in a speedboat by a box full of grenades that i dropped the grenade into that seems like a very patrick way to i was gonna it. say that seems on brand for me i i am certain that you know despite my my recent health issues how i'm going to die is going to be doing something very stupid yeah like dropping uh, a grenade you- the only other way to go out is to be hit with concussive force by a tail and go through a, a, a wedding cake. 
Yeah, that's true. You leave the most amusing corpse, that's for sure. Yeah, yes. Like everyone knows how you died. There, there won't be, <laughs> they won't have to explain yeah, very some, much. Some some poor asshole medical examiner's office got to wipe that flossing off your face. Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy loved this world. He loved to fly. And that's why when he flew after the alligator tail hit him into a wedding cake, I knew he died happy. <laughs> he died like he lived. <laughs> <laughs> Flying through cakes. A face full of cake. <laughs> okay our art is done by josh hollis our music is by revenge body go to bandcamp.revengebody for remixes and our original tunes and so much more uh megan where can people read what you're doing right now i write for the spool where i review television uh and i also have a podcast called let's get weirding where myself and bo north read frank herbert's dune series chapter by chapter a, an Academy Award winner Acad- um, yeah. as of this yeah. recording. Yes. I like and, to think uh, that reflects on our podcast. I'm sure 100%. it really helped communicate to the Academy Awards audience mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> uh, what they should be paying attention to and how they're rewarded for their reading habits. Uh, Gina, where can people find you on these here internets? I write about television and movies at the spool as well. And I am on Twitter and Instagram under Gina does things. Do it today. People check it out. You can find us on Twitter. You know, all the socials rate and review us on your local podcatcher. That helps us be seen and heard by more people. You know, we love it when that happens. And if you haven't done it, or if you haven't done it lately, or you haven't done it using your father-in-law's phone, I suggest you go out and do it. Um, Not that I've ever done that. That would be wrong. Uh, Next week, more animal attacks adventures are coming your way. Don't worry, folks. The body count will continue. For myself, for Gina, for Megan. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye.